This is the Influence Leadership Podcast, Episode 15. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Influence Leadership Podcast with Chris Fuller, where our heart is to develop leaders like you and help you increase your individual influence and your leadership skill set. I'm Brett Duncan, and I'm joined today, as always, with Chris Fuller. Hey, guys. Chris, how are you? Man, I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah. So we just, a uh, little pre-show meal we just had, had a little <laughs> lunch, which prompts the question. I always like to nail you with something uh, we didn't prepare for. Hey, why not? Not to suggest we prepare much at all, anyway, but um, <laughs> what's, what's your favorite type of food? Uh, usually it's, my quippy answer is anything I don't cook, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, uh, I really... You know, what we do in, in, in this, and I, I love just, you know, having people over and just firing up the grill and, and just cooking. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. um, that to me, it's it's not necessarily what we're eating. Love Italian, love Mexican. Um, so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty good foodie. Um, but it's more just the shared meal, just, just kind of hanging out, good people, you know, uh, and, and having fun. Yeah, yeah, that's good. With all your travels, do you get to like? Do you are you the type that's oh, I want to try something I can only get here, or you're like just give me some food and let me move on? <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly enough, my schedule most of the time is is so busy, and I'm chasing another yeah. city. Just one um, hotel to the other. <laughs> yeah, just hotel to to car to plane to city. So yeah, and I need to do that a little bit a little bit more. I hear you. And uh, so anytime I'm I'm on the road with the uh, uh, with with friends or people I know, you know, they'll help me enjoy yeah. uh, the world a little bit more. That's good. Well, today we're going to talk about, I, I'm very excited about this because we're going to talk about uh, one of the main reasons you travel so much um, <laughs> is companies bring you out to talk specifically uh, about, at least one of the things they bring you out for is specifically what we're going to go through today. And that is really kind of the leadership planning uh, approach and the methodology and we're, I'm excited because we're going to actually break this down. A lot of what you uh, share with clients that bring you in, we're going to break down that methodology uh, in the next few episodes, actually, of the podcast. Yeah. We're going to spend some time here, have a series, so I'm excited. We are, um, for our listeners, we're, we're giving away some secret sauce. Ooh. There we go. Secret sauce, everybody. Get ready. Uh, so that's good. So let's jump right in. Um, what what it, let me start really at the high level. <laughs> yeah. What in the world is a leadership plan anyway? Uh, uh, um, so, you know, it's it's if we're going to have leaders, what does it mean to be a leader here? What does a leader do? What are they? What's the characteristics? What's a competency? So if we if we went the thirty thousand foot view, it is thinking about the type of leaders we want and need rather than the tyranny of the urgent in the daily life of business. Mm-hmm. So we generally will go through the tyranny of the urgent. The business is screaming for X, and we will just continue to churn it out. And so uh, the good news is we're usually customer-centric, fulfillment-centric. The bad news is um, I'm not sure that we are really focused on making sure that we have leaders at every level. And if we don't have the right leaders at every level... Um, then, well, let me, let me say it this way. 
um, there was an evaluation that was done of leaders and, and leaders that were highly capable increased um, output, increased the effectiveness of the organization 45%. Wow. Leaders that were listed as competent, just competent, increased the output or the growth of the organization 20%. Hmm. Leaders rated as less than competent contracted the organization 4%. Really? So it's the difference between, you know, how do we make sure that we have competent leaders mm-hmm. at every level and what does that look like? Yeah. And and if you, if you look at some of the stats that, that has come out, um, PricewaterhouseCoopers did, did a survey and they found out that 81% of CEOs say their existing leadership development plans and programs are less than highly effective. Only 19% of, of CEOs said the leadership program we're doing right now is highly effective. Mm-hmm. And so that's a huge number. And, and uh, they list, senior executives and HR list leadership and the leadership shortfalls as a top three organizational issue. Mm-hmm. Um, 80, 86% of those, 51% of them said this issue is urgent. Mm. They have to do it. And, and so one of the scariest ones for me, uh, and, uh, and we were talking about this before the, before the show, 83% of organizations say they do not have an adequate leadership pipeline for the next five years. That's scary. Only you? 17% of organizations have leaders ready and in the pipeline for the next five years. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when you go and you ask leaders, hey, are you good? And, and so it's kind of funny. When we ask the leaders in a public session with their bosses present, everybody says, no, I'm good. When you, when you coach them and you get them off to the side and you say, are you good? Mm-hmm. And now, you know, closed door, just us, are you good? Um, 61% of executives say they feel very ready to meet the leadership needs. So that means almost, or I'm sorry, 6%, that 90 Four percent of leaders don't. Yeah. Do not say they. They say I'm not very ready. Yeah. Only six percent can say I'm very ready to meet the challenges of the uh, of the job, and so you know, all of this comes into the surveys say leadership is. Uh, if it's going to get done, it's because of leadership. Mm-hmm. Love the John Maxwell quote: "Everything rises and falls on leadership." I, I was that was echoing in my mind as yeah. we were sitting here. It, it just proves it. So, if if everything rises and falls on leadership, and the leadership effectiveness piece is, you know, is going to happen, and the organization's consequences are right on the leaders, man, we have to create this plan that says, "Here's what leaders are. Here's their characteristics. Here's their competencies." Here's what success looks like. And then we, we have to not only train and develop to that, we have to hire to that. We mm-hmm. have to make sure that they're culturally aligned with us. And so this big aspect of what do we do to create the leaders or to attain the leaders that we want and need, that's the leadership development plan is just to, to, to sit back, architect it, think about it at the 30,000-foot view level. Then we just make it more and more granular to um, application and how you actually live it out. No, and I think that's just the, the, the distinction of a leadership development plan and that that's for your org- organization to grow or attract <laughs> leaders, not just 
oh, how am I going to personally develop as a leader? I'm sure some of that's in there or it happens, but this is really thinking big and truly taking the idea of everything rises and falls on leadership. Right. So we have to get serious about it. We, we do. And, and the, the vast majority of promotions, they call it the Peter Principle. Mm-hmm. You're good at this level. You're the best widget maker. So you become a widget making supervisor. Mm-hmm. And then you become a widget making manager, you know, VP of widget mm-hmm. making. Mm-hmm. And, and we reward by promotion performance at the prior level. But mm-hmm. what that never does is set that next level up for mm-hmm. success. Mm-hmm. Because I'll know I knew exactly what to do while making widgets to be a success. I don't know how to always export my genius. Mm-hmm. And and so when I was promoted at 17, I was uh, the 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 best salesperson and they made me a sales manager. Because I had the best numbers. Mm-hmm. And so essentially the coaching method was look Fuller if you'll just go make another five or six carbon copies of you, you'll have an amazing department. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I ask you, um, all right, Brett, give me the five steps to tying your shoes, go. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you, you, how do you go from unconscious competence yeah. to backing it up to be able to teach the unconscious incompetent yeah. how to become consciously competent how do you break apart your genius? Right. And so that natural ability may be there, but you know that we got to define what it looks like to be a good leader, to be a good leader here, and, and make sure that we prepare people prior to promotion. I believe right. promotion should only be promotion when you're, I don't know, 75 or 80% ready for that promotion. Otherwise, you know, you're, you're harming the people, um, two sets of people, the, the promotees, the people that are getting promoted, and the people that are working for, the, for right. that. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's true. So, you know, before we dig into kind of the first phase of, of your methodology that, that you work with companies on, um, what's, what's happened to a, a typical client or a typical company for them to at least get to the point of asking you to come in and do this for them? Uh, a number of things. Yeah. Most of the time, uh, results are lagging yeah. or um, they have uh, people leaving. Mm-hmm. So it's usually pain that brings people to us. I'd love to say that this is somebody going, hey, I want an amazing organization. Yeah. That's probably, I don't know, 20, 25% of the time, three out of four times, it's probably somebody right. that says, hey, I'm hurting. Can you help me stop hurting? Yeah. And that, again, is we've missed our numbers. Mm-hmm. Or our people are really unhappy and threatening to leave, or we have a high turnover rate. Mm-hmm. And so, in the midst of that, then, all right, so we got to solve it. Who's responsible for solving it? Mm-hmm. Leadership. Yeah. All right, so we got to put leaders in place to be able to, to do that. Got it. And I've had some organizations that aren't able to expand their organization, they can't open another office or they can't. You know, reach the BRIC community, Brazil, Russia, mm-hmm. India, China. They're, they're unable to hit those. But why? They don't have a leader ready to take over that division. Yeah. And so, again, most of the time, that's, that's, where, that's the genesis of where we start. Gotcha. Okay, so let's start then. All so, right. So you're working with a company. You've gone in, and you have lots of different levels of assessments. And it starts with a needs analysis, right? Walk yeah. us through that. Well, so a needs analysis, you come in and, and you simply say, what does the business need? What do the people need? I'm a big fan of this principle. Individual contributors contribute. Mm. <laughs> Workers work. Mm-hmm. 
leaders equip, empower, delineate, and delegate. Hmm. So I need the leaders to lead and create this community and culture and, and to, to strategically think. And they need to do their role. And the people need to do their role. So when we start to think about the architecture, it's from twofold. Number one, what is the business need? Mm-hmm. And number two, what are the constituents, what do the individual workers need from their immediate boss? Mm-hmm. And so when we do this needs analysis, mm-hmm. then we can, can set up, okay, here's what need the role needs to do and be. Mm-hmm. Um, we can, we can cre- start to create essentially um, the beginnings of, um, ultimately, we're trying to populate, let me tell you where we're going. Mm-hmm. We're trying to populate a competency model. Okay. What do leaders need to be? Yeah. What do they need to do? Mm-hmm. Now, I throw in another one. What do they need to know? What do they need to do? And what do they need to be? Okay. But essentially, we're trying to build that uh, that particular piece out. And, and one of the ways that I do that is I start with Utopia, yeah. the Burled Arch. And I say, okay, so the end of the, the Iditarod Dog Sled Race is yeah. the Burled Arch. That's uh-huh. the finish line. If this is your first podcast, I want to make sure you're, <laughs> you're up to speed on that. And at that utopian best day in the life ever, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Yeah. Now let's back it up and go, okay, if we're going to achieve the infinite desires of our organization and we're going to be competitively viable for the long term, what does that look like? What are the focal points of these amazing leaders? CEO of Microsoft, what's on their mind right now? CEO of Hilton Properties, what's on their mind right now? I mean, so the CEO of the best of the best, what are they thinking about? What are leaders at every level focused on? And if I can figure out what they're doing and focused on, then I can start to say, well, we need to create leaders that think that way and act that way. So then we get down, we can start to populate that competency model to say, but it starts with the top-level picture. What does the business need? What do we want to chase? Or what are we trying to correct? And then from that needs assessment, um, then we can go and, and do individual player assessment and figure some of that stuff mm-hmm. out. Yeah, but it sounds like there's like this element, obviously, of here's what we need, here's what we want, here's what we are. Right. You know, uh, or who we are. Yeah. You know, <laughs> what do we do about that, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and so it's kind of a standard gap analysis, where yeah. we want to go, where are we now? Yeah. And, and, and much like the Iditarod, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you're in Anchorage. Yeah. The finish line is in Nome, 1,100 miles away. And what circuitous route are you going to take to get there? And how do we do that? Yeah. And what's the, the right person in the right spot leading the right team to be able to work the right process, deliver the right product to be able to serve the... Uh, the customers win the day. Right. Gotcha. And so, I mean, you kind of hinted at this, but I think too, you were talking in the needs analysis, obviously looking with the business needs, but you're part of that is looking at the resources you have, right. And really seeing, okay, this is what we have. Is, is it matching what we need? Yeah. Is it, can it grow to what we need? Right. Or do we need to call a spade a spade here? <laughs> Maybe realize we're missing something, yeah. right? Some of that comes into how we're running the business, the people that we have. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of, of just understanding, um, get the best leader you can for the budget you have. Mm. And so, you know, you, you, you're going to have to maximize your budget, but um, where can we stretch the budget? And, and I would tell you, if your choice is um, easy on the budget or great leader, go for great leader. Mm-hmm. See, if you take a great vision and hand it to a poor leader, the great vision goes away. Mm-hmm. 
If you hand a great vision to a great leader that inspires a great team, even if they have a mediocre team, the great leader will inspire people to play above their head. Yeah. So I think that, that you've got to invest in leadership. You've got to just double down on creating great leaders that can sustain it, innovate, and do all those pieces. Got it. Okay. So we've gone through step one is the needs analysis. We've rolled in. We mentioned the gap analysis. I mean, is there anything as far as what that looks like when you're kind of to the end of that piece before you roll into the next step on a gap analysis? Well, there's kind of a you've got to evaluate each player on the on the team, right? So right. there's a performance evaluation or a player analysis. You yeah. go, all right. So what do we want our leaders to be? We want them to be um, trustworthy. So is trust would be a characteristic rather than a competency, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, we want them to have um, we want them to have savvy business decision making. So is the analytics a characteristic, a competency? I think that the analytics is probably going to fall on the competency side. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure we have this balance of characteristics and competencies. And once we kind of figure out what those are, then we can go and assess each person that is a leader, and see where they fall on the scale, knowing we're going to have strengths and weaknesses. Not everybody's going to, but, uh, you know, be perfect in in all that. So um, how do we then start to train to that common denominator of here's what we want a leader to know, here's what we want them to do, be competent at, here's where the characteristics that we want them to embody. Yeah. The so, values, the culture, the, right. the people side of the business. So what's that look like? I mean, when you're actually in it, doing it, you know, uh, uh, I mean, how do you do that objectively with a, with a group? No, number one, you know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a great time for a, what we call an OES or a 360, an OES organizational effectiveness survey. Okay. So when you put a survey out that anonymously everyone in the organization can give feedback to, um, you're going to have people that will work that test. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like Brett. Let me rate him poorly. Right. Let me talk yeah. about all the deficiencies of Brett. You know that that's going to be built into the system. But what you're looking for is pattern recognition. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know what? On a general basis, as an organization, 65% of our leaders rate poorly around conflict management. Well, that immediately tells me, okay, we need to set that aside. This is going to be one of those topics that we put into your leadership development plan to do something on setting clear expectation, measurements and metrics, um, communicating for effective accountability, and then managing conflict. So when when you're doing the organizational effectiveness survey as an overall, how well do we serve our customers? How well do we? That's a whole assessment. Mm -hmm. Then we can go down to individual leaders and have um, the the direct reports, the peers, and the upline um, evaluate every leader within the organization, and we can get a really clear diagnostic. Okay. And, and it's much more like, you know, from, from having a conversation, it may be like an x-ray of an organization, mm-hmm. um, or pressing on a bruise, does it hurt here? <laughs> but when we get into this, it's really more of an MRI uh, and a, and a high-resolution um, imagery of what's going on within the organization. Gotcha. Wow. So, I mean, I have to imagine once you get to the end of that, there's, there's some pretty fascinating takeaways for, like, everyone, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I don't, I've never been a part of something like that to that yeah. level, but it sounds like it would just be enlightening. It is enlightening. And, yeah. it's, and again, we're, what we're looking for is 
Um, and now there's a lot of people that, that uh, have a bad view of consulting because they think all you're going to do is come in here and tell us what we're doing wrong. Right. And it, we don't. These are heat mapped or, or um, traffic lighted. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is um, if, if it's green, that means you guys are good at it. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. If it's yellow, those are some areas that we need to focus on. But we primarily focus excuse me, on what is red and you know, that's the heat map. These are the areas to focus on first. If we shore up this particular piece, then then we're good to go. So mm-hmm. we're not just witch hunting. We're not just trying to look to, um, and, and this is what this is the key piece. We're not looking to fire leaders mm-hmm. or show deficiency. We're looking at putting growth plans in place. Mm-hmm. The mantra that I ask every organization to adopt is: We are growing leaders, growing leaders, mm-hmm. and all it means is. None of us is as good as all of us, and mm-hmm. all of us need to get better to maintain competitive advantage going forward. Right. Well, and to create a learning environment. It, yeah. It's no big deal that, that everybody has deficiencies. We right. just got to create the plan that gets everybody to a, a, a standard level of efficiency effectiveness. And then, you know, let's knock it out of the park by continuing to grow. Right. Everyone loves the idea of growing. Everyone yeah. likes that, right? Oh, you want to grow? I want to grow. Yeah. Everybody, you want to grow? We all want to grow. But to grow, it assumes you are currently at a level that is lower than where you could be, <laughs> right? I mean, otherwise you can't grow. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> since none of us have reached perfection, I think all of us fall into that category. Well, we're working on that with the podcast. I think we're almost there. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, but uh, no, so that's good. So, you know, again, this has, I think it's good digging in here. And, and we talked about the different kind of analysis that, and the assessments that you do through that. Um but it's really, again, at the, at the end of the day, it's about growth. It's about, you know, again, I love this idea that somehow so many organizations simply overlook, and that is, hey, we need to have a leadership development plan. Yeah. Period. Again, you rattled off a lot of stats, but the fact that something about the one about five years from now, you know, people don't know what the leadership plan is or who the leaders are five years from now really says a lot about where we are. Yeah, it, it does. And, and, and you know, um, if I don't develop leaders on purpose, then any success we have will be on accident. Mm-hmm. And that's scary. Yeah. I don't want to be an accidental success. There's no security in that. There's yep. no stability in that. Again, you know, we've said it before. The business model has to be repeatable, mm-hmm. sustainable, and scalable. Mm-hmm. And you can't have any of that without leaders ready to go and uh, sufficient at every level within the organization. Yeah. Well, this is really phase one of your methodology that you work with companies on, and, and we're, we're 20 minutes in here. So this seems like a good spot to kind of end this first part yeah. of this series. And we're in the, in the next part, we're going to get into some of the components, okay. uh, how, how we measure progress, working with organizations on that. Uh, so again, this is just uh, the first, the, the beginning stages of, of the, this type of analysis and this type of work. But obviously, if you haven't been to the website, go to the website, influenceleadership.com. All things Chris Fuller are there. Uh, some great videos, some great resources. Uh, definitely connect with us online, uh, Facebook, Twitter, different things like that. You can do all of that. You'll find it at the website. Uh, so we encourage you to do that. And uh, as always, we would love for you to rate the podcast. Uh, uh, give us a rating. Again, this is, if you are getting value out of this, it probably means there are at least a hundred other people out there that we get value <laughs> out of it. Um, but 
they might not know about it unless you rate it because that increases visibility of the podcast and obviously it also uh, lets us know if we're on track delivering the value that we seek uh, to, to deliver to you. So make sure you do that and of course make sure you subscribe to the podcast that way you don't miss an episode because we're going to continue with this in the following episodes. So Chris, that being said, uh, as we wrap up phase one here of the yeah. leadership development planning process, uh, final words. Number one, I hope I haven't bored you too much by, uh, by kind of going through the inner workings of what we do. You know, again, the heart is to create the plan that grows leaders to be what they need to be so that they're not stressed. You know, when you're stressed, you're essentially going to overmanage your people. When you are confident and capable, you're a very enlarging, opening leader that, that can then equip and empower and delineate and delegate. But if you're freaked out and trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. you're going to micromanage. You're going to overplay your hand or you're going to be a hands-off leader that just walks away. Mm-hmm. So I want you to, there is a process to success. However, uh, be confident in your abilities comes into creating this learning organization, which is our leadership plan. So hope I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's the inner workings of what we do. Uh, and so um, kind of opening the door to here's, here's life according to Chris and how we're going to develop this. And you got to do a needs analysis and a competency plan. It's a process, guys. Mm-hmm. And, and although it's overwhelming, we walk companies through it every single day. We can do it with your people. We can get your leaders where you need them to be. And achieve the dream. That's what it's all about. There we go. So thanks for joining us today. Make sure you're on the next episode and we'll keep talking through this. But thanks again for joining us on the Influence Leadership Podcast.